So I, I'd like to read a letter I've been drafting <laughs> to the Seattle Times, okay. if I may. Yeah. Okay. Oh, please, please. All right, so it starts out, Jefferson Park Golf Course, where I play, is for everyone. Paul, I'm famously an av- avid golfer. That's uh-huh. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love golf. In fact, I grew up with a golf-themed bathroom in my house. That is... Uh, that is actually true. That is true. Um, anyway. Well, please tell me there was some sort of hole-in-one over the toilet. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there was, but here we go. Here are the results of my own public benefit survey conducted during 80-plus rounds of golf at Seattle's Jefferson Park Golf Course over the past two-year period. And 80 rounds of golf in two years. Yeah, 80 rounds of golf. I'm very avid. Is that I, I a love lot golf. of golf? I mean, a round. It's like, more than zero. More so than yes. one of those in a day. Is a round a hole? How no, no. 18. Well, 18 holes. Yeah. I mean, some people might oh, consider that's a lot, nine. Right? That's a fair okay. amount. Uh, depends <laughs> some on of us are more aware of on how, how fast <laughs> this you, guy golfs. That's a lot of golf, then. Okay. That's more than one like, Greg, round of golf every week Greg, you don't have to call this guy sitting right next yeah, to you. Yeah, uh, come on. <laughs> So, I'm doing something a little unorthodox, and I'm putting bullets in my letter, but... So, the first bullet is... I mean, do you think, if you're going to try to submit that to the Seattle Times, Mm. I mean, that's probably not within their their style guide, right? That might be true, but But I think... I think what I'm saying will really resonate. Yeah, Very something cool. this important, right, yeah. about Jefferson Park. Okay, I want to hear these bullet the values. Okay, all right, so my first point is, there's a near-perfect blend of races at the facility. Fuck! <laughs> 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 it's just, you know, where Do all you care the circles, to elaborate? Well, it's where all the circles intersect, is right there mm-hmm. at Jefferson Park. Everyone is represented. I yeah. love... It's the perfect mix. I love well, walking... near perfect. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. I love walking into the clubhouse, and the course has its own, like, calipers right there <laughs> that you can pull off <laughs> to measure based skull size to make sure that we're in the perfect blend. Yeah, there's, all, there's also uh, paint swatches. Thank you for next everybody. Well, yeah. Baker Vance was my caddy, so... Yeah. Uh, so my second point is... There's a near-perfect blend of the rich with the not-so-rich. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Okay. That's a classic golf course uh, thing. Well, right? so seen, the billionaires seen, and the millionaires. Well, yeah, because it's like Caddyshack. There's the millionaires who golf, and then the poor who serve them yeah. <laughs> like at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, that's perfect. Yeah, everyone's uh, mixing and, and sharing ideas. Yes, uh, there's a lot of harmony there. So the third point is... There's a near-perfect blend of the young and old, male and female. So, what... I, I mean... <laughs> just your question, take this, question to the author, Colin, here. <laughs> Colin, yes. just to try to take this seriously mm-hmm. for just a moment, yeah. um, do you realize that everything you've just said is uh, utterly relative <laughs> and <laughs> it's actually saying nothing? What the fuck? is a near perfect blend I, I of races know. i think you you the fuck does that mean you add near to give you some cover maybe. right but i mean what is a perfect blend it sounds like it's probably it's mostly ju- white people and a yeah, few token it's, it's just enough not <laughs> to offend you as a golfer that's exactly what they say in the clubhouse too when they pat themselves on the back and it's like, uh, this is a, a near perfect blend ethics. 
I'm, I'm also going to venture a guess that it's not a near-perfect blend of young and old or male and female. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, doesn't, in, that, in that there are no young people. He doesn't people. even try to represent no that it's some kind of equal blend. Yeah. <laughs> just that it's perfect. That it oh, suits right. him yeah. just fine. Perfect. Love it. Over I will point out rounds of golf. I will point out that uh, there's an apartment complex that's on the north side of that golf course. That's where I illegally dump all my trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I too am very invested in this golf course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh man, I would love to dump my trash on the on a putting green. That's, <laughs> hey, that's what I should start doing. Just throw it over the fence. Wow, this this um this rules. Yeah, so that was by me in the Seattle Times. <laughs> Uh, under my pseudonym, my gnome de golf, Richard C. Nelson. Yes. So, <laughs> Richard C. Nelson is in fact Collins. <laughs> that is now canon. Awesome. That's horrible. That's fuck suck, golf. Fuck, fuck. Burn them all down. I don't care if you replace them with anything. As long as people can't golf. <laughs> Just turn into wasteland. Yeah. Now, <laughs> welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city that we love. We're back on the boat, and the boat is awfully full tonight. We have two guests. It's uh, Greg, Brian. Hello. Bryn. Hi. And Marina. Hi. Greg has called Comrade Cerveza. Is that fair to, to throw that out there? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. Uh, it's awesome to have you. Yeah, thanks for coming, Marina. Um, I met Marina. Um, I was at a bar with um, my like shit lib friends from college, <laughs> and one of them was moving back to New York, and I was trying to um, turn him red. And I, what right I in the face, though, just like angering him with you. Yeah, pretty much. No, that, I mean, yeah, everyone gets pretty angry um, <laughs> in that group when I hang out with them. Greg <laughs> is real bad when I'm around. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Um, it's because you're so incendiary. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's where I think someone that night said, like, well, what do you think of Kamala Harris? And I just instinctively, way too loud, even for this bar, just said, Dog shit! <laughs> and, and the faces, the faces of people. Nah. But anyway, so I was, I, he was moving back to New York, and so I gave him, like, some plain reading. I, I brought him. Uh, Capital Volume 1. Capital Volume 2. <laughs> Capital Volume 3. Uh, no. Uh, he, he was not flying to the fucking moon. <laughs> By the time you get to the moon, you're still like, I'm. Halfway through, <laughs> I'm just learning about colors of yarn. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, no, I he brought him um, capitalist realism, mm-hmm. and it was laying out on a table. And Marina, who was working there, came by and was like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna read this book." And then um, my friends told her all about this podcast, <laughs> um, and. She told me about her, um, also her incendiary Twitter account. <laughs> um, Which is now gone, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. 
Apparently, Marina's been um, banned from Twitter multiple times for being really fucking cool. Yeah. Jail, jail first, Twitter jail first, and then they put me against the wall. I got Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I then I then picked up Marina with her friends in a lift, like I don't know a month and a half ago or something. Um, and I was and then she was telling me about her movie, and I was like, you should come on the podcast talk about it. Um, so Marina, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, we're glad to have you here because you spit fire and you're into some interesting stuff. Um, so. Tell us about your movie, Girl well, Beer. Well, maybe um, before we get into the movie, though, how's Greg as a driver? Because we have some theories. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in the car with him. Come well, on now. Uh, me and my friends were pretty drunk because we had just been watching a hockey game, and we were also very loud. So I Wait, think that's fine. The loudness yeah. is fine. I think that covered up any kind of like ability to properly judge Craig's driving. So, oh, you can always And yet, Greg. here she is. <laughs> Show, showed up for what is maybe the creepiest possible scenario. <laughs> like, to, to come on down to Ewing, so park, park adjacent to the burned-out <laughs> building. We're Look out on up on the burned-out warehouse. <laughs> Look out over this janky, dirty marina, and then just be invited into a, a dude's boat yeah. well, to wait around I for mean, his friends to show up eventually. I am here because yeah. I knew that that might be an uncomfortable yeah, thing. I was like, totally. you know, you guys need another lady, that might be a little less uncomfortable. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, three dudes yes. and a girl in yes. a boat, well, like... Two guys and a girl in a pizza place, but you I was know. like, it's legit. Seems it's legit. legit. <laughs> it was, it it's was... within 15 minutes of my house, so I'll totally go. <laughs> Did you text somebody the address or something? <laughs> like, can you drop just, your pin? Just a like, general area. I was like, I'm over by a rooftop. It's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, no one can find just you. Just a general. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Greg's just constantly going. It's over here. No, it's over here. It's constantly. It's down here. It's over here. I mean, this place is creepy for anyone to show up. I mean, we've had this scenario before. Oh, yeah. But I guessed it on this show. I just remember being like, I feel like... Because also, nobody came out for yeah. me, too. So I, was just out there and I was like, I feel like I'm just getting robbed. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you just got catfished. Catfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, cool. Well, we're glad you're all here, Clint. Uh, Bryn, it's always good to have you back on the boat. Oh, well, thank you for letting me... No. be part of this yeah. and talk. Also, I have a story this morning. So I was listening to the last podcast <laughs> okay. that you guys had. Thank God, yes. And I'm getting ready in our back bathroom, and I'm listening to the podcast, and the volume keeps turning down on my phone, and I can't figure out why. So I keep trying to turn it up, and as both you and Brian talk... Turns down again. My phone was turning down the volume because of your loud voices. I need that in my brain. Too loud. I feel I feel attacked. Out of levels. My phone was like, no, your ears are going to be damaged. You know, let me turn this down. Which, by the way, I, mean, this I live up, with this man. This so. came up in a text conversation this morning where other people, our friends, had reported these same phenomenon Holy on their shit. phones. <laughs> So apparently me and Greg are so loud that we're like, phones are intervening and be like, no. Although, I don't have much room to talk. I cackle. I'm just as loud. That's how we found each other. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, loud the voices. Vikings. Yeah. We should get um, back. We should get back yes, to this movie. Please, please. Okay, this is a long diversion. Sorry, it's classic. Oh. Classic oh. podcast. Um, yeah. So, Marina. <laughs> um, so you are finishing up a documentary. Trying to finish it up. Called yes. Girl Beer. Yes. Tell us about Girl Beer. Girl Beer is um, a documentary that I did with some friends and comrades down in Los Angeles while I was living there, um, which basically tries to identify some experiences of women in the craft beer industry, which is the industry that I work in, um, and pick out some of those really annoying misogynistic things that we run into on the daily. The big one of them being beers being categorized or described as um, girl beers, quote unquote, because they are seemingly like seen as being weaker because they have a lower ABV or they have fruit in them or fruit flavors or they come in a small glass or they're pink. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. so everything you just described about yeah. this beer I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> so pretty much I picked like a variety of girl beers yeah. too. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loving it. So like what is the, uh, the girl beer phenomenon? Like you get a little bit of it in the teaser trailer, right? But what is the, yeah. like, how does this play out? Um, I actually like started coming around like noticing it happening probably in like my fourth restaurant that I worked at which is like a shame because I probably had like heard it a million times before that mm. and completely have just been like yeah sure I totally know what you're talking about <laughs> um but I was working in San Francisco at this pretty elite craft beer place and I would notice that um tables my customers at uh, tables would say things to me like Oh, you don't know anything about the beer, do you? Or you haven't had anything. You haven't had any of these, have you? Jesus Christ! And I'm like, wait, what? Like, and it's one thing to like be like, oh, do you know anything about these beers? Like, that's totally valid to ask me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I know anything about sure. them, but they don't like, want to sound stupid by assuming that you weren't no. even asking, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. That if I that's knew any of them, or like I'd standing table side and trying to take a beer order, and um, we had some pretty husky guys that worked at the bar, obviously, like the typical like beer like vision persona yeah bearded big guys and they would like get up and walk past me and go to the bar and try to like ask the bartender like questions about the beer or they would just like not acknowledge me at all and like try to get their um like the bartender's attention or something and like it was just such a joke when they would say it too like oh you know you know what i'm talking about like a girl beer or they would say just like pour me something and then you would, and inevitably it would be something that was so threatening to their masculinity. That like, <laughs> oh, like, my God. like, oh my God. And then it just, you just like started to chalk up the instances, like from the subtle to like the really, really overt and like fast forward, like another restaurant. And I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I need to make one person just stop saying this. Like, please just, if I can get one person to stop saying this, then and- I will have done good. <laughs> <laughs> and so like a, uh, so if you were to go to a bar, the the quote unquote girl beer that would be like if you ordered like a shandy or something like that, is that the idea? Right, right. <laughs> and then these, I I really hung up on the idea of like talking to like somebody and wait staff in like a restaurant and be like, you don't know about the stuff at the restaurant as if you don't like live in the fucking restaurant, yeah. like you know everything about the stuff at the restaurant. Because we're there all the time. Yeah, for, like, yeah. Hours and hours and hours. Like. Yeah, well, that's why it's always a good idea to like ask the wait staff about the food because you know especially if they're going to be honest with you, like they they'll. they'll steer you clear like yeah. i've ordered i've had the mistake of ordering food at a restaurant and the waiter going 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gave a little, little head nod, like, nope. no. Yeah. No. And I'll be like, I'm a I'll, like, move my finger on the menu until they're like... <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. how you know they care about you. Yeah. No, I love that. Honestly, like, I wish I could just go to a restaurant and be like... You do the work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit my Just seat. Just please help me. Yeah, I need <laughs> help. help so I, yeah. So yeah. it sounds like there's two things at work here. Both like not want like certain types not wanting to be emasculated by yeah. some um, fruity beer, which is funny because like the whole craft beer scene and like. I mean, nerds not wanting to be emasculating, you know, mm-hmm. emasculated, that's just, just something funny about that sure. in general, because, like, um, you know, uh, no, I mean, just, there's nothing, there's nothing in particularly masculine about, like, being well, excited about some I, I, I craft suspect, beers. I, I mean, suspect that because, like, craft beer is already a little bit posh, that, like... Yeah. That, that they're, oh, it, their intent's already okay. a little up, right? Because they're already, you uh, know... Yeah. I get... I don't know. If you're at a bar that only has Budweiser and Bud Light, like, I imagine you're probably, like, a little less on your guard about this than, you know, maybe somebody's at a posh beer place. Although I would like your, to say... Your gay panic is less riled. Basically. Yeah, maybe your gay yeah. panic's a little higher because you're already... Like, at the same time, though, it's like, it should be illegal to ask your bartender about the beers, or, like, to ask beer questions. It's like at the ice cream shop and you want to ask about the flavors. No, just try the fucking flavor. Like, just... <laughs> but not all of them. Yeah, yeah, not all of them. No, no, no. Put the beers every single You order the beer and you deal with it afterwards. Yes. You ask for a goddamn flight. Yes, do not. Yes, but you do not sample the ice cream at the... You order it. Yeah, you order it and if you don't like it, you don't get that next time. Yeah. 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 And you don't get samples for your flight, please, dear no. God. Oh, beer yeah. samples? Yeah. No. Okay, people are always trying to offer me. I'm like... I don't understand beer samples. No, no beer samples. I accidentally... I, I, I'll be at a, a craft beer bar, and I'll be like, I'll try the whatever. Yeah. And they be like, oh, you want to try it? Like a sample? And they'll start pouring. I'm like, no, no, no. Just... Just give me that. Yeah, That's well, because people do that all the time. And people then, want like, a sample. And I'm like, oh, no. And then they're like, oh, I just want like a little sample. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> that is so bizarre. Oh, man. Like, I don't mind. Like, okay, you know, we're going to like try to bullseye your flavor palette. Like, that's okay. Try yeah. this. Maybe you'll like this. But if we're like lining up tasters on the bar and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do a flight, like, I'm probably going to like. And if there's people behind them, doesn't it like frustrate you too? Like, as yeah. like a bartender, Only... like you're behind them and you're like, oh, you are fucking this situation up. Like, Only if yeah. there's like a line. I get start yeah. to get line anxiety about maybe like four or five people deep. Yeah. But then, like, if it is just me and the person's like ordering a bunch of like tasters, then I'm like, it's not me. I'm <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you feel that, uh, like, so, you've worked in these craft, you know, breweries or whatever, so presumably there's a fair, a fair few taps behind you. Yeah. Do you feel that maybe because you're a woman that, like, people don't trust your, or don't, don't ask for your opinion what to get more because of that? Like, maybe they don't trust that you, you yeah. know, to grab? Yeah. yeah. Um, it is, I'm actually really, really lucky to where I work now here in Seattle, uh, the brewery I'm at. It's kind of like this awesome little bubble. Um, where I don't run into this nearly as often as I have at other places. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm super short, like I'm barely, fi- like I'm five one, like super <laughs> small. And, um, I look also very young, which is like also very irritating when I'm checking IDs for now, like 1998 kids. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, you just were able to like start drinking. So <laughs> you should have already had this ready yeah, yeah. in your hand. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's just like this assumption 
that you don't know because we don't, like, look the part. Um, but what's crazy is that it's actually, there's a level of male beer drinker that it's, like, is afraid of the effeminate, quote-unquote, like, mm-hmm. style of beer. But because when you get to another level, the tragedy is that a lot of these, like, fruity, like, girly beers, quote-unquote, are, like, really intense, like, barrel-aged, like, lambics, mm-hmm. like, from Belgium, yeah. like, really mm-hmm. high-end, and they come in these little tiny glasses because they've been fermenting or, like, or aging yeah. for, like, years. Yeah. And, yeah. like... Or maybe these. Yeah. Very high. Yeah. yeah. Or they're just, like, super rare. And, yeah. Yeah. like, you get the the more elite, like, knowledge beer scene of beer drinker, it's everybody. It's all kinds of people. It's guys and girls, and, like, mm-hmm. the guys will have, like, a little tiny, like, three-ounce pour and a dying delicate <laughs> glass, and they're just like, this is the best thing ever! Like, ah! <laughs> so there's, like, this level of the cutoff of where this happens right in the middle of... of and I, I... It's just, like... I don't know. It, it's a certain level of intelligence within the craft beer industry. And when people don't really know, I think... When they don't have a lot of knowledge about the craft beer industry and they just try to go in there and, like, throw their masculinity around, mm. I think that's where a lot more of that comes from. Mm. But it also comes from women, too. Um, women will also be like, ah, because they get really intimidated. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah, I don't know, like, just give me something girly. And I'm like, no, girl, don't say that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should know, just get the, like, yeah. heaviest yeah. stout that you have. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah, my best friend, whenever we go to a bar, I just, like, pick out the biggest, like, the biggest, deepest stout for her. And she's yeah. like, I love going places with you. I don't even have to think. Well, <laughs> well and it is kind of funny because, I mean, there's nothing, like, inherently masculine or feminine about it. A beer. I mean, it's just a beverage. I, I mean, mean like, like, it's not like anything. Yeah, I know. mean, in beverage-wise, yeah. Historically, yeah. Um, the the industry of beer was very like it was it was a woman's work, mm-hmm. essentially. Like many of the jobs around, like, yeah. I mean, even this woman I was talking to was even telling me how about like editing and film was like women's work because yeah. it was seen like yeah. sewing. Yeah. Essentially, so yeah, because I think like uh, uh, Scorsese has like the the female editor that's done like all his work and nobody knows her name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But back, back. Uh, if you go back farther too, yeah. yeah. But this is like a service industry job, which is yeah. very typically dominated by women. women. I mean, yeah. a lot of times when you think, or at least I guess in my mind, when I think bartender, I think like a female bartender, right? You know, but yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. That, yeah, that's totally yeah. it. Like um, the there's like a turn in the gender norms from like the household and you mm-hmm. know industry and all that kind of yeah. stuff and then the church came around and women had too much money and were too liberated because they were had their own marketable com- like <laughs> commercial item and then they were able to sway like yeah. influence in their society and the church was like we can't have this the whole like no um, image of the uh, the witch with mm-hmm. the cauldron yep. is the uh, the image of um, a single woman doing basically craft beer as a um, cottage industry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And put a, putting a broom out to signal fresh beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know? Well, so yeah, so I mean, it's this interesting thing, right? Because, yeah, so we, we're talking about essentially a service industry that is more, I know it's brewing but it's like more or less cooking right yeah so there's all these like markers that should say this is a female dominated space but it's not right yeah. and and it's not in the minds of the customers too which is strange right yeah which is this they don't trust you to know the beers or whatever because right a reason mm. <laughs> your chromosomes don't allow you to right, yeah, to exactly. taste things i guess, I guess. <laughs> no. yeah, do, you, do you have this yeah, do you get a sense yeah. 
in in you know your work on the movie or your thinking previously about like why that is where that comes from yeah. well they say um and they actually talk about that in the this seattle uh stranger article that just came out talking about the craft mm-hmm. beer industry yeah. here in washington being sexist um but just the mentality that women are just physically inferior than men mm-hmm. and like brew work is like the malt bags are like typically like 55 pounds and you have to like mm-hmm. carry things and lift things and move things mm-hmm. and Full kegs are super heavy, and like that, they're just the idea is that we're just weakly inferior, yeah, yeah. and then also that we're of course that we're not smart enough because of course we're never smart enough sure. to be yeah. able to do something like that to do the rocket mm-hmm. science, right? That is, that, I mean, it is beer. it is very like <laughs> chemistry based, yeah, like yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the the beautiful thing about brewing beer is that you don't necessarily have to use like really pinpointed science like you can do yeah. it on a you can do it on a very amateur level all the way up yeah. to like a very like distinct level I t- i'm trying uh, to like point pinpoint like it seems like maybe because i'm trying to figure out like why what is so masculine about beer and i think yeah. I, okay let me run let me float this by you guys historically in america <laughs> Up until the, like, craft beer brewing, like, explosion in the last, like, 20 years, beer was, like, cheap swill that dumb shitheads drank, right? <laughs> Which, and in America, yeah. the, most, mas- the most masculine thing you can be is, like, a fat, dumb, beer-good shithead, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A shit-kicker is, like, the most yeah. masculine American figure. Well, it's the drink of the proletariat, so, like, the blue-collar yeah, yeah. worker yeah, and all that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. and, like, you know, yeah. the men are coming home from a long day at the yard, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, which, and it is kind of funny, like, uh, you know... Humble brag, guys. I went to London one time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of funny uh, when you go to other countries. National just for, yeah, whereas like in, in, in uh, England, right, they drink cider, which feels like very, uh, I thought Strongbow was like a very fancy, like, again, like a very posh drink. And then I went to London and realized that this is just the trash that people <laughs> like me drink when we were born there. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, but, but it is this yeah. kind of funny thing of... Um, I think there is this image of, like, the bar patron being male. But again, like, I, you know, I just can't get past this idea that it shouldn't be so shocking to see women working in the service industry, but and also to then be doubly, like, convinced that they somehow don't know anything about it. Yeah. And it obviously speaks to some deep male insecurity, right? Yeah. Not, not, not the men are known for that, but... <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's these subtle kind of, like, exercises of power, like, just, like, not even necessarily even just for craft beer, but, like, mm-hmm. in the service industry, like, dynamic, yeah. especially working for tips, which is, like... Yeah. Oh. I have so many mixed feelings. Like, tips are great because you are able, like, it's very lucrative in a way, like, and it's under their table and it's on the radar, but that's how this industry will get you, is, like, you know, you're a poor, like, post-college kid with a theater mm-hmm. degree... <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Should have gotten a useful degree like history. <laughs> right? God damn it. Missed it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the work... The, yeah, work at the history factory with me. Right. <laughs> I love I love it. Um, you know, but the workforce is like, hey, kid, you want to make $400 in one night? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, how? Okay, how? Yeah. And then the next night you make like $25 yeah. and you're like, fuck my life. <laughs> which, which which is like the working in tips, right? Yeah. Is you have these good nights where you're... You it feels so yeah it feels great and then you come out with like thirty dollars yeah it's, it's awful and it's such like a demeaning fucking way to work too oh because, yeah because you have to like debase yourself in front of your customer the right? things or, you have to put up you have to do the dance like i don't know yeah. everybody here watch game of thrones 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yes. Oh, I'll Greg wouldn't come to watch Game There's an Christmas. anecdote, mm-hmm. that, the anecdote that Tyrion talks about, his mm-hmm. first wife, that his dad paid to, like, sleep with mm-hmm. all the soldiers, mm-hmm. and that he's like, oh, I'll give, like, ten gold pieces to everyone that she sleeps with, and then Tyrion says that line, like, oh, by the end of it, the gold was slipping through her fingers, because mm-hmm. she had, like, slept with so many of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there are some nights from the service industry where I'd be, like, counting, like, 200, 300... But I would feel like that. I would yeah, be like, yeah. just feel disgusting. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. like that I gave a guy my number for this twenty. Like, oh yeah, fuck, like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> god damn it, it's just a horrific I, thing. I never, I never worked in service industry, but I only bring this up. This is relevant. Hang on. <laughs> I I, I'm picturing Greg as like a waiter No, but but it was very similar doing Lyft, whereas like yeah. You can only really make good money on certain days, and there's mm-hmm. only so many of those. Mm-hmm. And you are reliant on tips, which no one... At, but the point here is, Marina's one of the only people who ever tipped me, and <laughs> that is... I, I'm pretty sure, because I usually talked to my uh, writers, and pretty much the only people who tipped were people who worked in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> no one else tips. It's just how we know. We're like, here, take it. You know, like, well, you what, need it. We understand. Yeah, once, yeah. You, once you've worked on tips, like, there's yeah. a sacred code yeah. at that point. We're, like, stacking like, our dishes. The server's yeah. like, I'm sorry it took so long. And we're yeah. like, we're fine. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. We're going to be your easiest table of the night. You're going to get, like, you know, yeah. this much. Don't even yeah, worry yeah. about it. And people who are mean to, like, service workers are just the absolute trash. Oh, the worst. Trash of the worst. What I think that gets to some of the point, too, maybe where some of, the, like, the annoying beer nerd shit comes from, is people, like middle-class people who have, like, shitty middle manager jobs and all this kind of stuff where they have no real power at work and they just yelled at all the time and they're... Even the people who work under them probably, like, make fun of them openly and stuff and and then they go home and, like, their kids think they suck and <laughs> their dog pisses on their shoes and all that kind of stuff. And they go to the, these, you know, restaurants or bars or whatever and I think they do, like, see, like, this is my servant class now that I can take mm-hmm. out all my anger and all this yeah. kind of stuff on. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, like, to what degree, like, specifically as, like, a woman, like, what's the experience of, of that? Uh, oh, it's rough. It's like this, yeah. uh, I mean, you have, you meet great people, and, like, I'm mm-hmm. definitely not an office person, so I like to, like, be on my feet and all that kind of stuff and, like, talking to people. Um, but, goddamn. Like, it's, like, this weird kind of, like, borderline sexual harassment kind mm-hmm. of, like, dance or you're just getting, like, thumped on, like, hardcore. Like, mm-hmm. these, uh, the worst place was San Francisco. The clientele in San Francisco was probably the worst. And, like, I my last, like, service and jobs were, like, predominantly, like, um, tech workers. And then in Los Angeles, it was, like, celebrity wannabe. Like, was that the client? That was a clientele. And then now I'm up here in Seattle, and it's, like, back to, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I see the blue badges, and I just get, like, PTSD. But, like, yeah. in San Francisco, like, we had these guys that were probably making, like, a ridiculous amount of money and, like, like not being able to pronounce charcuterie to me, which I thought was, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, ironic thing, like, oh, yeah. you're gonna, like, completely demean me as a human being, but you can't pronounce charcuterie, like, yeah. okay, get back Char- in your fucking Tesla, Ch- like, Ch- get out of here. But, uh, oh, fuck, <laughs> man. Let, let us know how they pronounce yeah. it. Can I get the caricature? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, like, you know. I have a little bit of sympathy for that as, like, somebody who can't fucking say any words, right? <laughs> I get so embarrassed, like, at menu items that I'll just point at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but you're not putting on any airs. Like, we look at you and go, well, you're a dumb oaf. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you, there are t- 
times where I'll see something on a menu that I want to get, but I won't get it because I don't oh, want to no. say that. I don't want to, like, go through the disaster of trying to say the words, so Aww. I just get something else. Well, at least you're probably not simultaneously, like, dehumanizing the person yeah, you're trying yeah. to take Oh, no, the shame is all on one side <laughs> in, in you know, my You don't immediately, like, shoo yeah. me away with a hand wave, yeah. like, a be gone, servant. Like, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, and then snap, come back, I need you. Yeah. Uh, so so, so, yeah. And so, so yeah. So I mean, there's the there's like the awful treatment that comes, I think, from people uh, feeling like they are your temporary boss while they're at the table or whatever. And then, of course, you know, because you're a woman, because you know you're younger and all this kind of stuff. There's obviously the creepos then. So, oh, like, yeah. what, what, what about the creepos? Oh, the creepos are my <laughs> Speak favorite. To the creepos. Last night I had last night we had an event and it was a ten year high school reunion. Oh no! Yeah, and like I so it was two, like I guess two thousand nine graduates and I'm like a two thousand eight graduate and mm-hmm. I'm looking. So you at guys these immediately people. have something to talk about. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I remember my class of two thousand nine. They were punks, like <laughs> you know, the juniors when I was a senior, like. Mm-hmm. They always, like, point at our parking space, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. You know? Wait, whoa, whoa, and hold, on, they're, they're... hold on, hold on. let's stop the present for a second. Did you guys have parking space? Like, like individual senior, parking? Senior, senior parking. Wait well, no, we just had, we had, like, a curb. You had a that senior was, like, parking? But, but like, still, curb area. But you yeah. had that curb, the senior. Yeah. But the juniors would, yeah, the juniors would always park there. But oh, yeah. I can't believe you guys let him get away with that. Oh, oh, I oh we would throw a fit. But we like, gotta bring back that. Car, you need the yeah. hazy from Days to Confuse to come back and set some yeah. order back in this world. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. Well, yeah, like, yeah no, one of these guys from the reunion last night, like, they all, you know, they all look like they grew up, and I, like, I'm Filipino, so I haven't aged in, like, fucking 15 years. <laughs> and I'm, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we're adults, and I'm, like, checking their IDs, and I want to look at all of them in the eye and be like, I'm older than you! Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but by the end of it, one guy, he was like, kept coming up and kept coming up, and by the end of the night, he was like, I love you! To me, and I'm like, all right. Okay, kid. Like, yeah. well, like I always kind of, I always kind of Just, wonder, yeah. what is okay. the, uh, what, what, <laughs> I always want to kind of step into that mindset, like, what's the end game? Like, has anybody yeah. ever screamed, I love you, at their bartender oh, while yeah. hammered at 2 a.m., right. and then that's the, then well, they're telling that story to their grandkids. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, it's like, the difficult part is, if you are in a place where you're working for tips, um, the dance that you have to do mm-hmm. if okay so you have auto gratuity at some places mm-hmm. restaurants who don't institute um auto gratuity are thieves and you should not work for them because they are completely <laughs> like they're cutting corners and you are losing like hundreds of dollars but it's definitely a way yeah. for your boss to like abuse you further oh, in a well, way that it, displaces that yeah. abuse onto the customer right? yeah like, you like know, cheesecake yeah. factory was one of the yeah. first places that i heard that got rid of auto gratuity and i was like <laughs> at cheesecake factory like are yeah. you fucking kidding yeah, me like, yeah sunday morning like baptism after church parties like there's oh, no I can't fucking even way imagine. on like yeah. a menu with a hundred things yeah on it. there's oh, no yeah. fucking way well so, i knew somebody who used to work at ihop and they used to talk about how awful like specifically I have customers were on Sundays and I can only imagine yeah. that's Cheesecake Factory every day. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like yeah. you have a party and you, you get sat at a big party you know you get six yeah. people you're like fine cool you can like kind of breathe because it's like mm. you want another martini go for it like yeah, it's yeah. auto-grotted like I don't yeah, have to yeah, fucking worry it. about yeah. it you know but you get like a party of like five people oh, so, so you on can't the edge, yeah. yeah you can't auto-grot them and they're going, 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 and then they start to get drunk. And like, if one of the guys, the worst, one of the worst experiences I had was when I was living in Temecula and I was working at this restaurant, and it was like a big party. And this guy, like, 
they were doing shots. This guy kept putting his arm around me and was like telling oh, me, like, he was like trying yeah. to talk me up and was like, let me get your number. And I'd be like, all right, I'll be back with your drink, you know, trying to avoid it like the whole time. Ugh. And then we're like closing him out, closing everybody out. And he's like, can I get your number? Can I get your number? And then like all of his friends at the table were like banging on the table, like, give him your number, do it. Like, even the yeah, women that's at the table. Yeah, going to get you to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah. oh, it's like a sports game at this point. Yeah. And the drunks have like. Right. The, the, the snowballs start to roll, so exactly. the drunks are, are all on board. Because... And it's, like, a horrible thing, too. With technology nowadays, like, if you give... You can't, like, give a guy a fake number and then, like... Right. It... You know, they're calling it right there, and they're oh, like, absolutely. is this they're you? They're texting like, you. Right that is such... By the way, I've seen that. That is such a fucking yeah. psycho move. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they're like, oh, just give him a fake number. Yeah. And one of my bartenders actually did give a guy a fake number, and he yeah. came back the next day, walked in the restaurant, pointed at her, was like, you gave me a fake number, you're a fucking cunt. <gasps> and like right in the middle of the service and walked out and I was like girl you're wow. glad he, you're lucky he didn't walk in here with a gun and kill you yeah. for giving you his oh, fake number what a fucking cool yeah. country and a cool industry so it's <laughs> so great yeah. to women it is horrible so this guy's like they're like it's like screaming at me Ooh. to give him a number and so I'm like fine 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 so I gave him my number, and of course I had to give him like a real number. Yeah, yeah. And I pick up everybody's oh checks, and his check was $75. He left me $2. You're what? shitting me. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. He asked for your number. Did, he, did he have the fucking balls to call or text you? No, though? no, I never heard from him. Could you, Im yeah. I, could you imagine yeah. stiffing somebody on a fucking bill and then going to be like, hey, want yeah. some coffee? Like, what a <laughs> fucking Two fucking shit. dollars. What a piece oh, of shit. That, oh, yeah. man. And, 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 I cried. I like walked out. I like, and, and it's that totally true, like, so having worked for tips before, like, those are the ones that are the worst, like, honestly, nothing is not as bad as, like, two dollars, because that's, like, that's specifically fucking, yeah. right, like, that's specifically, like, yeah, because we have to pay out on that number, yeah, yeah. and they're sending you a signal with that, yeah. right, where somebody just stiffs you, I mean, they're, they're an asshole, yeah. but, like, that's a real dick move, yeah, yeah. god, that sucks, yeah, yeah, what a yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> so those are my horror stories of being a woman in the service industry. Oh, well, we all know that, you know, male customers are assholes, yeah. but what is it like working with male coworkers? Um, Do they look at you the same? Yeah. Like, oh. as, like as if you don't know anything about beer oh. or know what you're talking about? No, no, they're totally or... in it. Like, I'm, that's, that's always, like, I think why restaurant solidarity, like, service workers is so strong, mm -hmm. because, like, you can hate the fucking restaurant you're at, but, like, you... There's a part of you that never really wants to leave because your crew will be so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And usually after there's like kind of a mass exodus, like you lose to enough people that people will be like, ah, you know, like I guess it's time to go. Or they like will branch off and be at same restaurants together, like little pods of people. Um, but the men are usually allies, you know, and I've been really, okay. really lucky, like in the, the, chain the career chain in the service industry that I've, I've uh, managed to do for myself. I've gotten out of a lot of those like bigger corporate restaurants where mm. you don't really you're not really look like close with all your staff and there are like problematic you know you're like oh i'm working with so-and-so tonight like i hate them like mm. they're gonna be in the back section oh well whatever you know um so i've been really really lucky to have really strong male allies um but yeah no they know we pull our weight like definitely they're totally about it they're they're there to help us like lift shit and stuff and yeah that's great well, well yeah. i mean it is true that uh you know women don't belong in brewing because we all know that 90 percent of brewing is just taking full kegs and just pressing them <laughs> <laughs> like what was that shit that you said on like espn there was nothing oh, but like yeah. steroid and swedish yeah. men like pulling trucks the, oh my God. That, that's how you brew a beer right is yeah. you just you just repeatedly push a keg over your head right. over well, and over but you have to pull a semi-truck before 
Two well, yes, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so yeah. While you're yeah. pulling the truck with your balls, yeah. Oh man, that's what truck nuts are for. There you go. So, so to what degree does your does the documentary does Girl Beer get into that the sexism in the brewing industry? Um. Well, we just talked to a lot of women. Um. We sent out a call to the basically the beer community in Los Angeles and uh, got some feedback from some women who worked in various like um, parts of the industry like brewing and, and writing and selling and marketing and all that kind of stuff and they talked about their experiences and just what they run into and a lot of the stuff is echoed a lot of the same similar like sentiments come around so like um, not uh, not being believed that they can carry something is a big one that people talk mm-hmm. about. Like four mm-hmm. people talked about like male customers taking things out of their arms and being like, "No, let me carry this for you. Like I got it." Good. You should put like ten yeah. more things on top of it. Like right, while you're right. getting that, take right. this. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> grabbing random stuff off the table. Cool. Yeah, you know, some napkin like, holders. I'm gonna clock out. You got it. I'm yeah. gonna go home. I'm gonna sit here and drink a for, beer. First off, never clock out. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm training you. You, yeah. you, got it, you got it. You got it. I promise. It's good. Um, but like, I like you know, and they're talking. There's women there. There's a woman that's like, I could double stack a keg if I need to. Like, I unfortunately mm-hmm. like, I'm so like, I am in that realm where I am too small to do a lot of things in a brewery. But mm-hmm. that doesn't count, you know, for not having innovation in order to help me do those things. You know, like just yeah. because I can't lift a keg straight up off the ground doesn't mean I can't like rig it onto something and then like pull yeah. it up and develop a system where with me and my physical capacity can sure. be able to do the same job as a man can. Well, this yeah. is such a silly requirement. Like, so I, so I work at a machine shop and there is like heavy lifting and stuff involved. Mm-hmm. And it's a mainly male profession, but we have like guys that we hire who can't lift stuff. Yeah. And you just accept that like, oh, well, yeah, like somebody else will just go do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I love this idea of like, there's one thing in this job that happens every once in a while that you can't do, so therefore you can't be in it. That's such a, like, that wouldn't apply in any other scenario, right. like, in any other, like, work situation. Right. Yeah. If, if it did, they, yeah. they could only hire big brutes like you. And then... Exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, when they talk about that, you know, the woman in the street, which talks about the, like, you know, lifting kegs or whatever, it's yeah. like, fuck, most men can't do that. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Like, yeah, it's like crazy. Seriously, like, I wouldn't, <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't try to lift a keg out of a truck. I'm, my, my knees and back, yeah. fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. A full keg. Oh, yeah. If somebody asked me to do that, I'd just look at me like, oh, you're fucking crazy. Like, hey, <laughs> even if I could, I would not. <laughs> if I can drink it all first, yeah. sure. Yeah, like, take some of this weight off. Exactly. Like, no, actually, get, give me like three friends in about 18 hours. I'll get that thing up in that truck. When we first started dating, two months in, it was oh, my birthday right. party. Yeah. So I am part of the small beer community. Um, I had my birthday party at my beer bar. All right. And um, the owner, he's like, hey, are you guys having an after party after this? And I said, well, I, I mean, I guess. And he's like, what? Here, take this keg. Like, uh, of awful, what? awful How cider. How are you going to? It was pineapple cider. Oh, the, boy. Yeah. I had a guy make me prison wine one time, and it tasted a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did fucking carry that keg. Yeah. Like Put it in his car, but check this. I had to sit in the fucking back seat 
Oh, and the keg was in the front seat. <laughs> I, have a, I have a two-door Honda Civic. How am I going to get the keg in the back seat? Like, I mean, this is like is a real thing. You know, but yeah. yeah, I had to carry the keg. It was a real oaf story. But I, that's what I, felt, I knew I was in love with you when Good. you, when you, you carried that strong keg for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Protector. And you, know, you know what I said after I carried that keg? I've never carried another fucking keg in my life. That shit is heavy. Seriously. At work, like, so I'm a carny, as we know. <laughs> and uh, the carny the carny business is a is a lot of like um showing up in one place randomly every day and moving to another place the next day or sometimes to another place in the middle of the day and then again it's a lot of stuff coming on and off trucks and I'm at that point um at my age and I I will not step up onto a truck I will not step down from a truck. I try as hard as possible to watch other people load stuff up on oh, trucks, yeah. and I'll be like, I'll just try to offer guidance. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing that, guys. <laughs> no, that's what I, I like to say, guys, lift, lift with your back, not your knees, uh, and uh, <laughs> nice swift jerking motions, everybody. That's real all at once. Well, all that's just like so dumb, especially for like it's such like dumb macho posture and stuff too. Especially like in a work situation, because you know we have like uh, you know uh, hoists and stuff like that at work, and we have these guys that will lift these like eighty pound plates to like put them you know on their machine. And I'm always like, why the fuck don't you use the hoist? And they're like, oh, I can lift. I was like, that's not the point. That's not what I asked you. I didn't ask, can you lift? That no. I asked, why would you? <laughs> like, you if you like, start small. lifting, yeah. if you are at work. Where yeah. you are fucking getting paid yeah. to sell your fucking labor paid, in your paid body. Not a lot. <laughs> if you are yeah. if you are lifting like shit that you can lift, yeah. you are going to fuck yourself up. Yeah. Okay. It's like I can work really fast. You know what I'm not gonna do? Work really fast. Like just because you can <laughs> do something. I could save my life if I had to by pulling my entire body weight. Yeah. You're not gonna catch me lifting 250 fucking pounds of anything at work. <laughs> so, so I think what we're really getting at here is these are bullshit excuses to keep women out of the workplace, yes. right? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because no, oh, yeah. none of these guys are doing any of this shit. But either, right? luckily, like, yeah. luckily, all the stuff we've been talking about, um, the sexism in the craft beer industry, is all stuff you you know know about from San Francisco and where you were shooting your documentary in Los Angeles. But up here in woke Seattle, it, <laughs> oh, it never happens. Yeah. Yeah. It would never, never, never be like that. Ever, ever, ever. 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 Don't Which, you know we're on, you know, the elite West Coast? Yeah. yeah. This, this is a very liberal Seattle city. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. That's you know. basically our beat. So it's just kind of coincidence that we were already planning to have you on, but The Stranger, we've, we've mentioned it briefly, published um, this uh, piece by Anna. Komau? I don't know how to spell, pronounce that. I'm sorry. Very sorry. Um, it's called... <laughs> We've already established that none of us can pronounce anything on um, It's the... Uh, she beats around the bush a little within this headline that just says, Seattle's beer industry is sexist. Um, so, Super veiled. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder um, what it's about. <laughs> but mm. it's... Uh, we don't need to read it here, because um, it's actually good. We only read bad articles in <laughs> podcast. Um, it's, this is someone who's worked in the craft beer industry in Seattle here, and basically details in through specific stories, 
but then generally that probably like a lot of industries, but in its own special way, the craft beer industry here can be very sexist. And she talks about her, you know, her career in there where she's had to leave jobs, um, because of, uh, employers or supervisors where she works or other people she works with um making uh what is the escalating advances yes yeah well let me read that paragraph she has about the guy who wants to go on walks with her yeah all right let's um let me find it here hold on i think it's like the third okay a few week a few years ago a brewer who I'm going to call Chad, so like a very handsome man, <laughs> yeah. genetically predisposed to attract women. Yes. We already know right off the bat she's not on Twitter. <laughs> that is a very this that is, name has triggered she me. She's extremely <laughs> offline, this woman, and and God bless her for it. Um, <laughs> right, because you know this guy is—he's not a Chad. No, no, he is like not a Chad. He's just Chad. Um, yeah. A brewer who I'm going to call Chad started inviting me to take walks on the beach. Often. He confessed he was jealous of my boyfriend, and he gushed that he wished he had met me 20 years sooner. He wasn't bothered by the fact that I worked for him, or that he had a wife and two young children, all of whom I'd met and grown to care for. He wasn't halted by our 20-plus year age difference. My... My only coworker also wants. noticed my boss's bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, um, and she goes into detail how she had to leave this job because of that, but continues to run into this same Chad in other jobs because mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. way the beer industry works. Then there are still other Chads who... Um, the Chads never stop. The Chads, the Chads, Chads just keep coming oh, and coming. That's a definitive feature of the Chad. It never yeah. stops. And on top of that, the more serious part on top of that is also the what you've discussed of of being sort of walked right past and not really um assumed to have any knowledge about beer it's like one extreme or the other usually and like sometimes it's this really weird combination of both which is like also really like fucked up which is something that i ran into in film too with like men who, like, don't really, like, they're like, oh, you don't know what you're doing as a filmmaker, but, like, I still want to have sex with you, and, like... (laughs) It's okay, you don't know, but I still want to bone you. Like, because, you know... There's no better aphrodisiac than telling us they're bad at their job. (laughs) (laughs) If you're into craft beer and you're a girl, like, you're you're cool, like, you're a cool girl, and it's like, oh, that means you're not like other girls, which Uh is, like, you know... You can hang. Yeah, you're a guy's girl, like, meh, you know. And, right. like, because it's something that they can, like, talk to you about, then it's just a... To- it's an automatic in to, like, in yeah. start conversation. Like, even, like, if I ever had women... Oh, thank you. If I ever had women at my bar, like, by themselves, like, reading, I would watch them like a hawk. I would be like, if any guy tries to slide up next to this girl, I'm about to... Like, get out of here! Shoot! Shoot! Shoot yeah. You mean that uh, the water bottle, yeah. like the water bottle for a cat? Yeah. Can you yeah. not see that yeah. she is reading? <laughs> that pisses yeah. me off so much. Oh my god. Like, what are you reading? Well, motherfucker, nothing right now. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a hopscotch of like, oh, what are you reading? Oh, are you reading that for school? Oh, where did you go to school? How old are you? Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh no! That's a, immediately yeah, That is the hopscotch. Yeah. That is, yeah. it's, how many questions can I, how many questions does it take to get to the chocolate center of the, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. usually is not that long. Yeah. Well, like, 
Yeah. One, two, <laughs> but, three. But wait, 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 I'm hung up on something you said um, that I'm confused about. Are you saying that um, that men try to abuse their positions, or they're just in you know ins to talk to you in the film industry? <gasps> <laughs> the film industry is in a again. Correct me if I'm mistaken. Famously egalitarian, <laughs> very good towards women. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's what we've it's learned. It's a safe yeah. space. Once Halle Berry won the Oscar, you know, like it was just over. Everything right? opened up. Yeah, yeah. everything opened up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has been forced to be on Hot Ones. Oh, <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, the, the funny thing about that Stranger piece uh, when she tells the story about the guy who, like, you know, owned the place where they would go and walks on the beach and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it immediately reminded me of this really awful of Hollywood, this really awful movie that came out maybe like six or seven years ago called Drinking Buddies. That's literally the plot of the movie, except for I guess the script is flip it, flipped and that it's Olivia Wilde who inexplicably. And Jake Johnson. Yeah, wants to like fuck the bearded fuckhead who like works with her for reasons nobody can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is projection. <laughs> like, oh, right. Definitely. No, no, like, like. This, this is, like, the male version of, like, having women in the workplace. And, like, the real problem with having women in the brewery with me is they just always want to fuck me. Absolutely. That movie is ridiculous. And, like, you know, Roger Ebert, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about Roger Ebert. But I do remember his, you know, RIP. I do remember his review of it was only... Hey, if Olivia Wilde wants to have sex with you, you should probably do it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, first off, Mr. Eber, calm down. <laughs> no, but I think his point is well taken. Yeah, that yeah. The plot of this movie is it's stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. But, but I, I blame that movie for all sexism in breweries. So there was no problem prior to that film, and I think that, that no, but, <laughs> but I think that is like the male projection of uh, what's going to happen, right? You know, you bring the ladies in, and it just everything gets all sexed up, you know, and that's yeah. the problem, you know. Uh, yeah, that's why you can't have women in the workplace. I mean. Yeah. You know, your head's just not clear because they just all want to bang you and mm-hmm. just keep so thinking about it. The pheromones, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Their boobies and their butts. They, I mean... They attract bears. They do. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, that's a problem here, obviously. But. Sharks on the boat. Sharks on the boat. Sharks on the boat. Shark week. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, um, to, to what extent were you... Uh, because I think the, you know, the customer stuff, and maybe people don't feel comfortable, you know, saying this about, like, their work situation. Because as we talked about, you know, off mic, the beer industry is like a small world, right? It's a small community where, you know. Yeah, within each city, it's it can get pretty small. Yeah, and you, in which the woman in The Stranger uh, brings up is that, like, she never mentioned that this thing happened with this guy because she didn't want to be thought of as difficult to work with. Or whatever that might, yeah. And I'm just curious, like, to what degree do you hear maybe some of those sort of stories, or oh yeah, or people maybe felt uncomfortable saying that on film, maybe yeah. Um yeah, there was a girl like she was trying to give us examples, but I'd, I'd be like, oh, can you give us some more detail? And she'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really want. To see I, I want to be all in shadow yeah, with a robot yeah, voice, exactly. So and so. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, we try to be, like, nobody, like, names names, you know, it's definitely not gonna be, like, a, like, a Me Too, like, fire, like, Mm -hmm. this person kind of movement, but, 
you know, I think that's probably like the worst part because it is so like ubiquitous, ubiquitous. Yeah. Like it's just everywhere, and like it's so relatable. Um, there were the, uh, this guy on Instagram, Worst Beer Blog, um, who posts a lot of like drama in the craft beer community. Um, he posted our trailer, and mm-hmm. there was like a couple guys in there that was like, that didn't happen, like, that's not real, like, blah, 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 but, like, literally, it was, like, girl after girl after girl, like, posting, like, this is exactly right, this is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, well, imagine waiting through all those comments to be like, oh, now for my retort. Yeah. <laughs> that's not White real. White guy with an opinion here. They're exactly the dudes that are in the beginning of, of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, like, the, the absolute rep- of... representation. Yeah. And the girl, the the two people who are in that, well, everybody who I work with, everybody who's in that like little trailer, the guys that are in the mm-hmm. in the bar, like as the extras, and then but um, the woman who plays the guy, and then the woman who plays the bartender, I both worked with them um, in Los Angeles, and uh, the, the girl who did plays the bartender, Rachel, her face when like on the reaction when he's like, oh, that's a girl beer, like or mm-hmm. just the blank stare of like are you fucking kidding me like i was like it's on point it's 100 percent. like you are absolutely embodying all of our feelings we can't say anything either it's It's such an arresting Mm -hmm. like industry to be in you know going back to tipping like you Mm -hmm. can't say anything to people to ensure that they tip you because it's Mm -hmm. not yeah like that power dynamic is really fucked up like especially with foreigners who like you know it's coming you're like well but you can't like say anything to them Um, yeah, which I guess like in Washington yeah. maybe it's a hair better because they don't pay waiters wages. Right. Like, they don't have yeah. To oh, in Chicago, I was making four ninety five an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and in LA, yeah. I believe I think San Francisco specifically. San Francisco won't allow, is, but is LA city. still allows it, right? So you can still get the two twenty five an hour or whatever, right? Um, LA, yeah. I was making city li- uh, minimum wage. Oh, they have yeah. a city minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, with LA tips. Too. So okay. I was making like and same thing with San Francisco. So I was making. <clears throat> A lot more money there, but yeah, which at least uh, gives you like a little bit of breathing room. But God, it's still so yeah. small. Oh and, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, well, the median like poverty line in San Francisco is like seventy thousand dollars a year. So yeah, well, like, if you're you in know. the service industry, you're broke. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think that people maybe who never worked in service don't understand that in a lot of places, like you know, when I was working service in Texas, you could be paid two fifteen an hour. Yeah. And everything everything was made up with by tips, right. and the state law was that. If you don't make up to minimum wage in tips, your employer uh, has to pay you. Will pay you. Well, guess what? Never never happens. happens. (laughs) You know, so So I got a settlement from my boss in Chicago who totally like ran his restaurant like a like he yeah he was a mob like his dad was famously like tied in with like the mob and everything and like nice um I got like a back page check. (laughs) So so you took him to court. Business. Well, I got a letter and it was like somebody's taking him to court. Like and you're you're on this. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it ended up being two years and it was like if you want your money, just don't do anything. And I was like, okay. So I got like back pay for like 250 bucks but oh, they, yeah. we actually got a letter it was like okay it's gonna be settled like he had to pay out overall to like spread out over all of us it was eight hundred thousand dollars in back yeah. wages that he yeah. didn't, like that he had to pay out Hell and yeah. uh, it came time to pay and i got a notice saying that it was delayed he'd asked for an extension because he didn't have it and i was like oh Rudy, maybe you shouldn't have bought that fucking yacht. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. Yeah, and I think that people understand, like, the, the, you know, the ubiquity of that happening. There was, uh, I think maybe the SEIU did this report in New York City and found that, I think, by their estimate, talking to service workers, that 95% of restaurants in New York City, like, steal wages from their workers and shit. I mean, it really is, like, everyone, and... And that's across all industries, too. Yeah. You know, just wage theft. Yeah. Yeah. And and the big thing with tips is, like, hey, if you don't tip someone, like, you really are, like, taking food off their plate. Yeah. Like, it really is a dick-ass move. But the other part is, yeah, I think more than that, 
what it does to you as the, as the worker, right? That you have to, you know, yeah, like I said, you basically have to, like, debase yourself yeah. right, in front of these people. You're like, oh, ha, 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 Yeah, <laughs> you're funny when you're not. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. You have to act yeah. like a podcast guest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, these guys Damn. are that this funny is the least. Oh. This is the least Colin has ever had to say on this podcast, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, I assume, oh. due to the fact that he is our resident teetotaling psychopath. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the president. I think lofty presidential thoughts. <laughs> Colin's Twitter is very much like the president. Who also Twitter. loves golf, by the way. Ah, just like oh, oh. I think he, has, he also is happy that his course has the perfect racial mix. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah. God, definitely. But yeah, the um, perfect racial mix, which is like. <laughs> white people and one black caddy. Yeah, no, no Irish specifically. Is that racist? It's like old timey. There's a big old sign that says Nina outside. The neighborhood is like up and up. I mean, there is the Caroline, mm-hmm. the house bar of that neighborhood. Oh, that's right across from Jefferson Park is one of like the seediest type bars in Seattle. One of the Let's first bars, it, it, first it, regular it, bars that I ever went to when I went yeah, to Seattle. Yeah, it does kind of rule and it has an apartment above it, which is immensely funny to me. All but, right. Is, yeah. I used to walk yeah, there and dedication stumble to your alcoholism to live in that apartment. Yep. So, <laughs> so Whatever, um, you guys moved in next door to the bar you met at. Yeah, hey, no. not on purpose. <laughs> but okay. not yeah. accidental right. either. <laughs> <laughs> you did not do it. Yeah, yeah. It was not, not a True. plus. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although so. we go there less now that we live across the street. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it. You're like, oh, I'll, I, yeah, I'll get there. I'll go there. Yeah, yeah you can always do it. It feels like you never do it. Right. You know, mm. so. But, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> back to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Back to the ladies of brewing. Were we gonna go somewhere else with this? Hmm? Remind. Were we gonna go somewhere else with this? Oh, I don't know. I, I maybe was gonna ask something about uh, whether the, any people we talked to have worked in like a like women centric like brewing situation. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I think that might be interesting. There's actually, you know, there's a lot of movements within craft beer to like highlight women. Um, mm-hmm. There, we filmed at an event that happens in um, Los Angeles LA Beer Week. They had a women's panel. They mm-hmm. had a women brewers night. Um, there is also the famous Pink Boot Society, um, which right. is an organization that works within craft beer to help benefit and um, uh, support women who work in craft beer, like whether mm-hmm. brewing or serving or marketing or sales or anything like that. If you work in craft beer, uh, Pink Boots will offer like scholarships and stuff, and like just um, they work really hard to support and bring the women working in the industry more into the front forefront mm-hmm. um every year they do a brew which is called the pink boots brew their panel will pick out a blend of hops mm-hmm. and then they'll send that package out to breweries and then the women mm-hmm. on staff will brew that beer with the hops so then when you sell it you send give back a little bit of the donation of that one yeah, yeah. A, f- a friend of mine that i went to school from the fourth grade she is a quality assurance person for iron horse and yeah she literally Almost. just like uh posted a picture of her with pink boots on yeah. and brewing. So. All right. Yeah. Love that pink boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really like the main like forefront one. Um, but they're like beer drinking groups that are out like um in co- different like community cities that I've lived in. There's like um we talked to a woman in the documentary who her brew uh, beer group is called the Inland Emp- Inland Empire Brew Witches. Mm. Um, so yeah. that's like Rancho Cucamonga, Temecula area down in Southern California. Oh, I think we're all aware of Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, does uh, 
having some of these places. So if you're like a woman who maybe doesn't work in the distributes into craft beers or whatever, does this sort of like open up a space that's maybe a little better to go to than yeah. some like bar full of like guys who look like me and, yeah. and <laughs> constantly pre- like bench pressing kegs? There, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it's it's way it's more inclusive for sure, and a lot of the main ideas are to kind of bring down that intimidation factor mm-hmm. of like. Even in a, like if you're a customer, you don't work with it. Like I can go in and interact with the bartender and be totally fine. And like one, because I was I speak the language of the service industry, and also mm. I have an idea of what I'm talking about. But um, women who don't, you know, when you're starting up as square one and you are interacting with a male bartender, it goes that way across the bar as well, mm-hmm. um, a lot. And they, especially if it's really really busy, your bartender doesn't really have any time to like take you through things and will just throw something at you that they just assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are. Uh, some plate people that do like beer education courses for people, um, mm-hmm. for women to kind of come in and learn some basics about beer, learn what they like, and then be able to kind of have a basis of information to go into a bar and feel a little bit more confident. So if a bartender tries to be like, oh, here's like some champagne, and it's like, no, okay, no, I actually, I know for a fact that I like sour beers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there unfortunately was an incident um, with a brewery in Los Angeles, Eagle Rock Brewery, every month. The owner and head brewer, um, um, Ting Su, is her name, um, and a bunch of men's rights activists came after her for her women's beer oh, cool. education. Wow! And because it was just like women exclusive, and yeah. they sued her. A she bunch had, of fucking. Yeah, she had to settle out um, of court God. for it because they just they fucking went after her yeah, like yeah. hardcore. Like, how dare you? Um, <laughs> you know, like. This is not like this is discriminating against us, and like you just imagine like ever thing. caring that much about something. <laughs> yeah. Oh fun. yeah, I mean they're yeah, not getting laid, so they gotta care about something. About, yeah. yeah. God damn. I mean, yeah. Cool guys. Well, I think cool it was like a play. similar thing in Austin where they were gonna do like the women's only showing of Wonder Woman, and then they're like, oh, like yeah, yeah. This too, and it's like. It's well, discriminating against me and my male rights. Could you imagine going to court, <laughs> yeah. going to court, so that you can watch an awful DC movie? Yeah, <laughs> like some, yeah, oh, some, Wonder Woman some, sucks. Well, they all suck. All those DC movies are awful. But like, could you imagine going to court no. to watch just an awful blockbuster? Yeah, like I mean, come on. This well, I mean, none of those, none of those guys good. really want to I'm go. So well, no, they, yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Like, no, they don't I, want it to like exist. Well, but, yeah, yeah. They don't want to go to the see Aquaman, which ruled. Yeah, Aquaman is good. The Aquatic Male was pretty good. Yeah, that movie was. Awesome. He does wear a chain wallet while swimming through the water, which I, I respect. In yeah. jeans, but, in jeans. nonetheless. But yeah, like you're right. I mean, they don't want to go. They want to ruin it for right. the people that are going. Right. right. They want to make it like bad. Just they want to make it more inclusive. Right? Which, is, which, yeah. is, which is the straight. I mean, to, to to make it up to the moment, it's the straight pride parade. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. happening yeah. in shock of all shocks, yeah. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's the feminazis trying to like control the space and control. Well, yeah, the yeah. 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 Well, that like yeah. one person has a thing, and that's just yeah. that just they can't fucking handle. You know, four chan's going nuts. Like, yeah. You know, uh, like, oh. the internet was a mistake. We all agree with that. <laughs> Guys, uh, we wouldn't have this podcast, and then what would I be? <laughs> <laughs> a lowly sea captain on the open. Mm-hmm. Well, he's no longer all right, the captain. Put it that way. <laughs> Sounds pretty. Yeah, I would actually just. Yeah, if, honestly, yeah. this podcast is the only thing keeping me tethered to the dock. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the, the only thing holding me back from being you a, a pirate. Like you should be. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would just go and sail off into yeah. the sunset mm-hmm. and throw um, away the oar. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. 
to sing, but. Is at the end of Hannibal? Not Hannibal. What's that one where he just, just takes his boat into the storm? That would be you, just going off. On the storm. <laughs> I don't know. Which what? one is that? What's the one that oh, the Dexter? guy is the serial killer? Dexter. 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 It's in a Dexter. He goes yeah. off of this. That's how yeah. oh, everybody. It, that's how that show ends. What's the statute of limitations on spoilers? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that show that ended what ten years yeah. ago. That's how that show ends. It also was awful. So I have no interest. But. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else to cover in this episode? Is the, is there anything you would want to plug? Um, obviously the movie will. Oh obviously gosh. the When it finally, uh, you know, that's the glory of no budget filmmaking is that it will come out soon. Um, is what mm. you keep saying. Um, but we are close to getting done with it. Um, when it does come out. And the website is. Uh, it's girlbeardoc.com. We'll link to it. Um, and you can follow it on Instagram as girlbeardoc. Um, but just feminist avenues and like supporting any uh, like you know, women beer groups that you come across and, like, not treating your female... Not treating your service workers, especially your female service workers, like, crap. I would like to plug that, I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, service workers also are not into you, so just the whole yeah. male listeners, which is 100% We just have to I smile. can personally vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you so yeah, much. Thank, thank you. For coming, yeah, Marina. Thank I you for... enjoyed it. It was great. We've been looking forward awesome. to this. Having you on, and um, Bryn, thank you for being here. Yeah. Stay tuned at some future soon episode. Bryn will be a featured guest uh, to Yay. talk on a specific yeah, subject mm-hmm. that she uh, knows a lot about. So Just that's coming true. soon. All right, uh, we had four new patrons. Damn. Oh, okay, wow. so hold on. Hold on. Oh, I, 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 one of them. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, me, let me be clear on this too. Are we getting dangerously close to me having to change our name? I think we're like two patrons away oh from Brian becoming... I made a lot of promises. Wait, no, 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 no. Brian, Wait, Detective like... Pikachu Platt. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I, 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 would, I, would, I, would that. I don't have to call you that, do I? Yes, you do. No, that's... In the bedroom? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Hell yeah. Hint. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, you were going to say something, Brian? Oh, no, no, go, our, oh, our okay. patrons, yeah. Okay, so we will thank our pa- patrons, Mareshka, who I think, is that? It's is me, that, yeah. A, thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you. This thank is you. the first time I think that's ever happened. Uh, we appreciate it. Brendan McElmeal, Eric Kay, and Ryan Paul, thank you as well. You're yeah, not guys. Ryan Paul, the brother but... of Logan Paul. Thanks for the money. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you uh, for venturing into the suicide forest. <laughs> <laughs> you showed incredible bravery. Hey, isn't Washington uh, like the suicide like? It is. Yeah, they got that shit on lock. Not since they put that fence up on the bridge, man. No, it's out in the peninsula. That's where everyone's. What about free speech? What happened to free speech? Suicide speech. I can actually give a high enough free speech, but we should say we should say like if you want to give us money but don't want your name read aloud. I mean, presumably you can make a fake name on this on thing Patreon, that yeah. you know. Well, but yeah. yeah, we're just. Well, uh, you can also send a note. But you can also, if for some reason you don't want to even for us to read your fake name. Uh, you just yeah, hit it, hit us up on the on the um, Patreon or on the Twitter the or whatever. Yeah, no. but we do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Whether you want credit or not, and apparently, um, there's 
some movement among our suckers demanding that we we get better recording technology. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why that would be. <laughs> and um, I mean, it definitely that, wasn't because my phone was turning the volume down yeah. on its own because of something. Honestly, <sighs> also we, we we could really use a producer. Do we have enough money to pay someone to produce this show? No, I don't that, think so. That no. is absolutely no. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, someone who's kind of like kind of dumb who we can pay like <laughs> not a lot you, of money well listeners if you're dumb and don't want to get paid if, you, if anyone listening to this wants know about to produce our show like, to like go hit us up seriously on walks on the beach with greg <laughs> uh, let us know so yes thank you patrons and if one of you is dumb enough to produce this for free feel no, we've yeah, got a little money we yeah. And, and new we mics are going to come later. at some point. Yeah. I, I'm on the new mic train as well. Cool. So. Sweet. I'm glad I've converted you. <laughs> or twi- our Twitter followers have at least. Uh, so thank you again, Marina. It was awesome to have you. Um, yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you. And thank you, Bren, for being here. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. And for, yeah, for contributing. We appreciate that. So until next time. just drinking the beer. Bye. That's Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>